You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. That weather, by the way, is sponsored. It's sponsored by Heller Motors. Uh, if you're shopping for a new or used vehicle, check out Heller Motors in Pontiac, where they have the selection, the services, and the low prices you want. Shop them online at hellerstores.com. Uh, I got judged yesterday, and uh, I was a little, I don't know. I mean, it's probably appropriate. I, I'm curious, though, if you guys think the same thing. First, though, a question is how did we feel about baths as opposed to showers? Where does everyone land on that situation? And then is it is it different if a guy likes to take the occasional bath, maybe with some, you know, dropping in a, a couple of those little bath bombs? Is that are we getting out of the range of things that are okay for a thirty four year old random guy who's a radio host in Bloomington to like to do occasionally? I'm curious. Is that so wrong, so weird compared to the shower? I've read a lot of stuff about how the bath doesn't really clean you. I get that. But, you know, it can be relaxing, right? Do we judge people, Neil, if they occasionally enjoy a, a bath? I'm, I'm not judging anybody. I, I personally do not take a bath. <laughs> uh, that's just my preference. But okay. I, don't, I don't have any judgment towards anybody that does. I'm assuming, you, so do you, you enjoy a bath? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you mind if I ask you a couple more questions sure. about why you choose not to, to go the, the bath route? Is sure. that an okay conversation yeah, at 3 that, o'clock, 312 yeah, here on WJBC? Why not? Uh, why, what is it about a bath? Like you did them at a, as a kid, I assume. Yeah. Oh, you had a yeah. good time? Did you have a toy boat, maybe? Yeah, maybe a little rubber duck. See, there you go. Sure. See, it was a good time. When did it stop? When did you get to that age where you're like, now it's now the duck has to be thrown out and burned? That's a great question. I mean, I don't know. I'm now okay. I, you're making me go back and think. I just, you know. I get it. At times in our lives. It's just, it's not, I just, normally I don't have, you know, the time to. I got Fill it. the tub and sit in there for uh, you know I'm t- you know for a whole thing yeah. a shower clean clean myself well, make sure I smell fresh and I'm I'm out the door. Look, right? I'll say I'll say this. I get it. If you go to college and you live in the dorms, you're not going to bathe when you have roommates or like that's not a thing that's no. going to happen. So that's going to be conditioned out of you at a certain point. If you were one that bathed in high school when you were still living at home, and then you know you after college get to a point where I lived in a bunch of apartment complexes. The apartments. See, so this is the thing. This is what actually happened. So we pay for water for the first time ever in my renting life. I never paid for water before. That was always just included in my rent. And so there wasn't as much concern with how much water I was using. My wife is always very concerned about how much water we use just because she cares about the environment and she's a good human. And now that we're paying for it, it's become an even bigger deal. And so the other night, this is the first time I've been here like three and a half weeks or something. I wanted to have a, a bath, and I was judged in several ways, and then wound up having a conversation with one of my friends about it, and he's like, man, you still you still do that? And I was like, I don't know, like, athletes do it. People, they, they rest, they relax. The, the It's all good for you, isn't it? Are we sure athletes? I mean, I know they they get in the ice baths. I mean, Wait I guess a minute, hey, still, hey, it's hey, still now. a bath. It's hey, a bath, now, they do the warm tubs, too. That's true. And they do this after working out or after playing in a game. So what's what's all that different between me and, you know, an NBA athlete taking a warm bath? Are, are you, I can't uh, finish the question. Are you, like, lighting a candle? Like, So you do well, you throw a little bath bomb in there or something? So this is, well, yes. I've so never I do, experienced a bath bomb. I don't know what that's like. This is that. Well, see, that was judgment. Now I hear it. I hear the <laughs> undertones officially. Yes, a bath bomb can increase the experience for sure. Okay. There's There's scents that come on it it bubbles kind of like i had when i was a kid i had a little toy boat that you would like put a little thing in and it would spin around and all the bubbles would shoot out of it so i think it was 
It's connected to that that sure. I like the bath bomb, the visual. Yes, I do. And last night, no, I don't typically have a candle, but there was one sitting on the the kitchen table, which is right next to the bathroom. So, and it's a scented candle. Sure. It's a nice sandalwood smell. Did it did it sneak its way into my my bathroom? Maybe. Do you read a book? I occasionally mm-hmm. you okay. could read a book. I, I sometimes have the phone, and I just have to be very careful sure. not to drop it. Sure. You know, a few things are. It's a relaxing experience. Glass of wine, maybe? Hey, you know, if the night calls. No, I don't do that. Come on. Let's not go crazy. I've never thought of that before. Let me write that down. Glass of wine, (laughs) bathtub. But no, anyway, the long story short and all this, or the opposite, is I'm apparently not really allowed to bathe anymore, mostly because of the water thing, but also partially because of the judgment thing. And I don't do it often. It's not like that's the way that I clean myself you know, most of the time, I, I understand the, the value in a shower, but occasionally, wh- why did we all get so old that we can't do that anymore? If you did that, Neil, if you're, does your first, does your lady listen to the radio at all? Oh, she will. I don't okay. think she is at the moment. She's still at work. But, good. Oh, yeah, good. she does. So I'm just curious. You don't have to actually do this, but <laughs> if you went home tonight and turned on a bath and like just started to go through the process without any explanation, would she react strongly? I think she would. The only reaction would be, are you taking a bath? Like, question mark. <laughs> but after that, she would say, Why? oh, okay. I, she, I just, because I don't do it, I think, so she would kind of be surprised. But I don't think she would... Is judge that me if I did it. I just think she okay. would be like, oh, you're taking a bath? Like, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Is that true for most people out there? Two things. These are my two questions on the Craig Collins Show today, which you can tell me anytime you want. All show long, you can call in. I don't care what I'm talking about. However serious it is, it doesn't matter. Call 829-2345 and tell me, one, do you personally, who's ever calling in, think that a bath is is something you age out of? And two, if your significant other came home today and started to set up a bath, how would you react? Would you get upset? And Betty is conditioned to understand that I like these because I've done them from time to time as an adult human. So she knows that they were going to happen, but she she thought once we were paying for water, maybe it'd finally get out of my system. I, I would miss it. If I never did it again, I would be sad. I can't picture my life if there's no more baths in it. Yeah, there like, have to be. Like you said, I mean, it's not like you're doing it multiple times a week no i mean maybe once you know every whatever you you know yeah i mean i there's nothing wrong i, again, I feel, i'm not judging i know i'm not opposed you, to a bath Neil, I, just, I just don't take a bath you're allowed to judge you can do whatever you want that's okay that's welcome on the show um it's interesting though i'm watching you try to tell me it's okay but i can see you on the monitor no, I mean, and I'm, i can i can <laughs> feel it the it's, it's fine if you want to do it's whatever you want i mean if if that's your thing sure I'm, I, I will let you know if there's something that I don't agree with or that I, I'll judge you. But okay. no, I mean, I, you know, I just don't, I don't personally take a bath, but if that's <laughs> what you like, that's what you like. That is my favorite thing that people say to each other sometimes. This is not something that I would do, <laughs> but if that's something that you do. Yep. Yep. I wrap the towel around me and I open the door And in a splish splash, I jump back in the bath Well, how was I to know there was a party going on? See? It's a party! The bathtub can be a party! This totally makes sense to me. Turtle Dove called in. Turtle Dove, you're on the air on WJBC. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, so you said that you agree with me, or you at least don't think I'm so weird for bathing as an adult man. Absolutely. It's called the Executive Workout. Yes. When you when you submerge those limbs in the personal jacuzzi with uh, <laughs> Epsom salts and baking soda, okay, it's it, it, it good for what ails you. 
Okay, so I need Epsom salts, you said, and I need what else? What half I get? and half, uh, like a cup of Epsom salts to a cup of baking soda. Okay. So, you know, two and two is just equal parts. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of times they say to do it at least three times a week. And you said it's my own personal jacuzzi. I'm not sure that I love that term, but that's that's good. I like the well, rest whatever of that Whatever the, the, yeah. the tub is that you use. You know, turtle doves like bird bath, but nice. Uh, no, um, I use that to treat fibromyalgia. And See? Yeah, it really works. And it's great. And uh, where do we land on the rubber ducky and or the boat? Is that still okay, or is that, did I age up those? That's perfectly fine. Thank you. You, you know, Thank you. for, for uh, children and uh, kids of all ages. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, thank you for calling the show. I You're hope welcome. to hear from you again soon. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Right. See, look at that. Look at the, even the listeners. are. And by the way, she's the only one I'm taking now. I'm not taking any other calls. If people tell me it is weird, I think we're we're just one. That's how the Craig Collins Show works. One caller gets on the air, and that represents all the opinions everyone has. It's sort of like social media, right? Five or six people make comments, and we just assume everyone agrees with it. All right, let's move on to something else. Uh, by the way, that's a great song, that Splish Blast song. When's the last time you heard that, Neil? Uh, it's been a while, but See? it, it kind of got me you know, moving to my chair a little bit out Oldie here. Oldie but a goodie. Yeah. I feel like you're going home tonight. You're buying your boat. <laughs> you're figuring it out. This is getting weird. Okay, moving on. Um, do you have a, a city, a bigger city that you think is kind of like a second home? Apparently, four to ten people do not live in certain places, but they sort of feel... Like that's their home away from home area, and we we have very you know specific places in mind when we think of that kind of thing. Chicago for me, although I lived there for I think thirteen years, is a place that certainly feels like home every time I go. Anil, do you have one? I mean, the closest would be Chicago, but I can't really say that. I mean, I've yes, I've been to Chicago a lot of times, mm-hmm. but. I don't feel like enough to say it's like my second home. Okay, you know, I, I've never lived in Chicago. If I've lived in Chicago, maybe for at least you know a couple of years, then yeah. But well, so you don't have to live there. According to these, four yeah. to ten people feel like they can still claim that. Eighteen percent say if a parent lived there at one time, maybe they can feel like it's a home away from home. Or if they went to school there, eleven percent of people say okay, that's my home away from home. If I've moved away, or if you've simply lived there long enough at other times in your life, but you're not current there currently there like me. Those are some of the highest reasons that people gave 27% of people. Uh, also, if you find out like your roots are from a certain town or city, maybe even a, a another country. I feel like I'm an Italian. I've never been to Italy. I know there's a, a castle with my last name, by the way. Oh. Uh, somewhere in Italy. I don't think it's something you can even Google. But according to my family, you can find it. And there is a, a castle with our last name. And if we knock on the door and show them my Italian last name, and it's not Collins, by the way. I do have another one. They they let me in the door, huh. and uh, I get a door. That's what that's nice. what's claimed. No one's done it, so I don't know if it's real. But that should be. I don't know if I'm allowed to like stay. Is it more than a tour? Can I just live in the castle while I'm in Italy? These are questions <laughs> I have. No answers given. Uh, but I wonder if anyone else out there has a home away from home or a city that you truly love. New York is another one for me. I grew up in New Jersey. I was about an hour away from the city as a kid, so. I I never lived in New York, but I was in close proximity and visited a lot. Whenever I go there, I know the city fairly well. I feel like much more than a tourist. I feel like someone who's much more connected to the city. All my favorite sports teams are, originate out of New York City. So, And that's because I was raised that way. For anyone judging me, I'm not a Fairweather fan. I, I was raised to love certain teams and hate other ones. And that's all because of my East Coast upbringing. So those are two for me that are a home away from home. If you do have one, go ahead and give me a call. Eight two nine two three four five. You can actually talk to me on Facebook too. That's a thing at Craig Collins Show. Uh, reach us there. 
But I, I'm curious if anyone else out there has one. And, and Neil, I imagine if you moved away from Bloomington, since you went to school here, mm-hmm. you've lived here now after school, you would probably always feel at home here, even if you stopped uh, living here. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. The okay. crazy thing when I went to ISU shortly is I would meet people. They go, oh, "Where are you from?" They're like, "Oh, I'm from Chicago," and, and but then be like, "Well, actually, I'm from Naperville." <laughs> I'm like, ninety okay. percent of this school is from Illinois, but they people all, like. 50% of the time, they say, oh, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, well, are you really? They're like, yeah. well, no, I'm from St. Charles. I'm like, well, why don't you just say St. Charles? So I don't know. A lot right. of people would say that at school, which is funny. So I don't know. I guess, yeah. No, I get people- it. I get it. And I see how it's connected to what I just said about New York City um, because I, I do both sides of that situation. I lived in Chicago for 13 years. So when I meet someone who says they're from there and then I find out they're from Naperville or Elgin or something, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, that's not the city. You didn't live there. Mm-mm. And where I lived in Hazlitt, New Jersey is not New York City. But you could, like, ride a boat across the, the river and be there. You could cross, like, you know, you could cross the Hudson Bay and then boom. You're the, is that close enough? Does oh, it count? That's pretty close. I didn't need streets. You could get there with just water. No, I could go that's... through my, my neighbor's backyard, get in a boat, and be in the city in, like, 25 minutes. You, you can say you're from New okay. York. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. You've, you've approved of two things today so far, <laughs> Neil. I'm just keeping a tab. Neil says baths are okay for me, not for him. And then I can call. I can claim that I live from uh, New York. I wonder what New Yorkers would say. I don't think they'd be very nice about the bath thing. All right, I'm going to take another quick break. Got a lot more coming up on the Craig Collins show. I want to talk about uh, Greta Thunberg. I don't know if you know who that is. She's a a young lady that very much cares about our planet, but her image is being used by a lot of people in kind of a funny way to encourage people to be a little more conscious of how we, you know, recycle. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I'm with you until 6 o'clock today, and then I think, what do we have on the Coach's Show? Of course, the Coach's Show is on every Thursday. I imagine they're going to be inside. (laughs) I think it's inside every single week now, right, until we get back to the uh, spring? They give up on the outdoors? It's cold. Yeah. It's a cold one today. Do you think we would could randomly like do one in the in snow? Like just because that's it's football, right? Yeah. So the football players do that. So maybe once in a while and I'm sure the bar would get involved with a lot of liability concerns. <laughs> but you know, why not? Throw everybody outside yeah, in the I'll middle of a sub zero uh, day. I'll go ask Greg right now if he wants okay. to go sit in the snow outside. Yeah, I think yeah. Greg's gonna say no. Maybe he can engineer <laughs> from inside or we can get those cool little like heating tents Ooh. outside for everybody. That's no, not a bad idea. You can go glamping at the uh, Coach's <laughs> Show later today. Uh, real quick, this half hour of the show is sponsored by uh, Sylvania Automotive. It's that time of year again. Headlight saving time when the night gets darker, and you need a fresh pair of headlights that are up to the task, and you can't remember the last time you replaced your headlight bulbs. Uh, well, now is that time. Visit sylvania-automotive.com to find your perfect bulb. Uh, do you know, I wonder if most people do, I assume you do, you at least know her uh, visually if you don't know her by name, but Greta Thunberg, I hope I'm saying her last name correctly, um, she is a activist who rose to a certain level of prominence back in September for uh, essentially kind of shaming people at a, a U.N. meeting uh, about getting climate change more under control, addressing it uh, better. She certainly seems to think that it's a thing, and she certainly seems to think that we can all do a better job of, of fixing that problem. Well... Uh, Now, some people in certain countries, I don't think this is happening a lot in the U.S. yet, but you never know, are using her image to shame coworkers into being a little more cognizant of of what we're using. If we're using plastic utensils or certain things to make sure to to recycle more. Photos of Greta are popping up all over different areas. These are being shared on social media. Uh, There's certainly uh, captions and stuff added to them. In one, it says, how dare you? 
with a picture of her looking very, very upset. That is in reference to her speech and one of the big takeaways from it. But I just thought it was interesting that this 16-year-old girl is now so tied to this idea that people are putting her image up all over workplaces with a sort of threatening, you know, mocking tone, asking people to, to recycle a little bit more. So good job, Greta. I doubt when you gave that speech you thought you'd ever get to hear, but uh, people are doing that all over the place. Netflix has just announced that they're going to try even harder to crack down on password sharing because apparently, and this is a, a study recently, the company's losing like $106 billion because of this. It's about $135 million a month on the amount of people who borrow, you know, a friend's account. And certainly this math is a little wonky because it assumes that if you have to pay for it, every single person getting it for free would start paying for Netflix. But it also gives them $10 as the rate when the actual most popular package is about 13 bucks. But yeah, $135 million a month and $1.6 billion a year, 35% of millennials are estimated to maybe share a password every once in a while, 19% of Gen X, 13% of baby boomers have done this, and even if that 10% did pay, you know, uh, we're still not sure that we'd reach all those numbers. But that's, it's kind of crazy. I, I was trying to think if I share any of my passwords with anyone, and I don't think I do. I think I'm above board. Neil, do you have any digital passwords? I uh, I do borrow. Okay. I use the term borrow. I borrow from uh, a friend of mine who has the ESPN Plus, the extra. It's, I think it's five bucks a month, and Got you it. can get different games, blah blah blah, so forth. So, are uh, you the only one that borrows? Uh, no. Okay. When he got it, <laughs> he actually sent a text to a couple buddies, probably six of us, and said, "Here you go. You're welcome. You're so all in." Gave us the login. Wow. And so now we, a good majority of us use it. Now I'm sure I don't know if anybody has gotten their own since then. I mean, again, it is only five bucks a month, but right. You know, he gave us the login. So I, you know, if I, I ever can, have a game that's on the ESPN Plus, I just type type his login in, and that's what and I you, use. You figured out. I can hear you making those excuses. That's the only <laughs> thing. Do you share any of your passwords with friends or family? I have. I've shared. Well, now I use. I'm fortunate enough. I can get onto my parents' Xfinity account, so we get. You <laughs> nice. know, that gives us HBO, Showtime. Uh -huh. So I have shared that in the past with some friends. Now, do they still use it? I'm not sure, right. but. Uh, I have, yes. I've, I've shared a few of my account, see, my parents' account logins. Yes. See, that's what's interesting to me. This is probably the reason I don't do it at all, because if someone offered me one, I feel like you almost have to reciprocate with a password back. It's like, okay, if you're giving me Hulu, I'll trade you Netflix and maybe a little ESPN+. Plus. Uh, so I don't. I've shied away from all that. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that so many people do it, and so many companies could be making a bunch more money. Uh, if they weren't sharing those passwords. But would you buy these things, all the things that you get access to, if you had to pay for it? Yeah, probably eventually, oh. yes. I mean, oh. I mean, if if I didn't have... I thought you were going to go no. If I didn't have a login to, yeah, like, I mean, I, I use Netflix, I use the ESPN Plus because some of the ISU games are on there, some of the other teams I watch will be on there. Gotcha. So if I didn't have access to some of that, yeah, I probably would be pennying up and paying for it. <laughs> but I don't know how I'm, they do this, how they really hone in on this stuff, other yeah. than, you know, tracking our IP addresses right. and trying to, to knock it off. Because every so often, if, like, you do... And this has even happened to me, like, legitimately, where my wife or I are traveling to Chicago and one of us is using Hulu here in uh, Bloomington. The other person's in Chicago and tries to log in, and you get a notification that pops up, like, hey, are you in the right place? Um, it does happen every so often. Uh, so other than that, though, I don't know how they're going to 
they're going to figure that out. And then we get a bunch of new Netflix movies. If they get that one point whatever billion dollars, then we get a bunch of new original movies, including Scorsese's, which might have landed in a few more movie theaters. Have you heard about that, The Irishman? Have you heard anything about this? Uh, may I? It's not in your periphery somewhere. Yeah. There's a movie on Netflix. Uh, I believe it's already out. It's it should have been a bunch of places. It has. There's rumors that it could be a huge contender this year for a lot of fancy awards. Martin Scorsese directed it. It's a mobster movie. It's a gangster movie. Which when he makes those, he usually makes them pretty good. Um, but anyway, it's out there and it couldn't get into most theaters because Netflix refused to remove it from its platform. It, it oh. said, I want both at the same time, and the theaters were like, give us 90 days. And then Netflix was like, this is a mobster movie. You're not going to tell us what to do. And then they came back, I guess, with like 60 days, but it ended with, it's like in barely any theaters. I don't think you can see it in Bloomington at all. I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I, and I was just at the movies last week, and I yeah. didn't see it listed there. Yeah. There's one theater, I think, the Gene Siskel uh, Theater in Chicago, where you could drive all the way out and see this film, but you can also just... <laughs> watching on Netflix and probably with your borrowed password mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting that that's the thing that's happening in the world. Uh, HBO, by the way, is trying to help you stream easier. They are giving out gigantic cardboard boxes you can put over your head to zone everything else out. So, like, say you're a college student who has an annoying roommate and you really want to binge a, a season of, of Sopranos, that would be a good call. Just put that, you know, HBO-inspired box right over your face. And then you can see the whole thing without, and I think there might even be an audio element to it. It seems like a a pretty good thing. They're calling it the HBO box. It is black. It has holes so you can breathe, which is nice. And there's a little shelf in there so you can hold some little items up while you're walking around with a box in your head. Hmm. Is this, you think that's a go for you? Can you you eat? Are you able to eat with it on? I think you could probably get both, because it's it's got enough distance so you can see the screen. So I think you could get both hands up there. I'm not, not. All food types would work, sure. but like a piece of pizza, sure. Yeah. You can get that up there, a little sandwich. I'd be interested to try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do that here at the studio sometime? Yeah, let's just, I'll throw it on and try to do Actually, one of my newscasts with it. On this here. is a tie-in because we, we want you to at some point sample alcohol because you seem to be a connoisseur of, <laughs> yeah. of things, uh-huh. uh, bartender Neil. And so maybe we put the HBO box in your face, make you watch a show, <laughs> and then give you a sippy straw, and you can sip a bunch of bourbon through a straw. All right. Okay. This is great. Great ideas are happening on the Craig Collins Show. I talk about bathing, and then I want to give my news guy alcohol through a straw. <laughs> a swirly one. Maybe it'd be really cool. All right. I got to take a break. You're listening to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Got about two minutes till news break on the Craig Collins Show. At 6 o'clock, we've got the coaches show coming up, so you should stu- stay tuned in for that. Uh, I have a story about a missing or missing UFO uh, footage from a Navy pilot. I'll get to that after the news. But first, I want to talk about Jimmy Dean, because when Jimmy Dean's in the news, I like talking about Jimmy Dean. They are giving away sausage-scented wrapping paper and, and sausage-flavored candy canes for Christmas. You don't even have to buy this stuff. Jimmy Dean is running a holiday promotion uh, where you can submit a photo of a sausage recipe you cooked, and you can get a prize like sausage—I can't say that. I put this too many times in here. Sausage-scented wrapping paper or a uh, flavored candy cane. I wonder if these are things of great interest to some of the people around here. I can think of Scott Miller as someone that might enjoy a, a wrapped gift with some sausage sent to it. Uh, what do you think, Neil? Do you think that's a, a thing that would move Mr. Miller? Maybe to me, uh, it sounds a little. This is not sausage scented wrapping paper. Well, 
And flavored candy canes. Yeah, the flavored candy canes throwing me for a loop. Yeah, because it, it's candy, you know, physically, and and you you're putting a candy cane in your mouth, but then you're tasting sausage. That's too confusing. That's not okay. Uh, maybe this would be appreciated with uh, with Murphy in the morning yeah. because she recently had spam for the first time. That's true. So giving her some meat flavored gifts, this sort of seems like it's all kind of connecting now. I feel like the wrapping paper could also be a bit of an issue if you have a dog at home. So okay. Let's say yeah. you wrap something with this and like you put it under your tree. That's a solid point. Uh, You're right. You know, what if the dog sniffs it out and thinks it? You know, well, that, and that more could be an issue. More importantly, let's say you you prepare for that so you put like a fence up and the dog can't quite get to the present but it can smell it how excited is that dog going to be for christmas day if it can put all that together and then when it's not actually sausage you're breaking her little heart but then is it really worth you're going to really buy this paper and then have to put a fence around the track it's like <laughs> i think you should just buy the regular wrapping paper if it has to get to that point well actually if you give this to someone else pre-christmas and they put it under their tree they're going to hate you that's <laughs> true i can't leave this with all the other presents why did they wrap this in sausage now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Yeah, seasons definitely change. Uh, this half hour of the Craig Collins Show is sponsored. It's that time of year again, headlight saving time. When the night gets darker and you need a fresh pair of headlights that are up to the task, and you can't remember the last time you replaced those head bulbs, well, now is the time. Visit Sylvania dot, uh, sylvania-automotive.com to find your perfect bulb. Uh, real quick, before I talk about UFOs, because they are in the news somehow um are aliens out there i'm just gonna say that question think about it i'll get back to it in a second but are aliens a thing uh before i talk too much about them though i want to mention that james holzhauer was back on jeopardy last night if you don't know who that is he was the crazy jeopardy contestant who won a whole bunch of money in a shorter time period than any of the other huge money winners on the show because he had a a gambling um take to playing the game that made him bet huge amounts Anytime he hit a daily double, he would go for $1,000 questions first. Uh, he had a you know heck of a run, and he was back for a game of champions in which he, of course, won. Uh, he, he got $30,000. The guy in second place only got 10000 A bunch of stuff gets donated to charities because this is a tournament of champions thing. Uh, but, yeah, if you are a Jeopardy fan, and I, I had this yesterday and then didn't tell people because I don't think that episode had aired yet, but now I hope it has. Because if it hasn't aired still, then I might have just ruined Jeopardy for people next week. Um, so uh, post earmuffs for that. This is a, a you know a, a warning of some kind. Did this air? I don't know if this aired. Maybe I should check. I think it's actually going to air this coming Tuesday. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry if I spoiled your Jeopardy. Call in and yell at me if I did that because I get how that could make you mad. But you shouldn't be surprised. James won. I mean, that's what he does. All right. Are UFOs, are aliens a thing? Is that a real thing? Anyone? Neil? Mm. I don't know if I'm a believer. Okay. Yeah, that's just uh, me. Maybe this story will change your mind. Did you hear about this? Have you seen, uh, in about 2017, I think it first became famous because there was a New York Times article about it, but a few Navy pilots had encountered what was a weird flying object in San Diego. I do remember hearing about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It was actually found by the USS Princeton, which was a, a ship that was close by. It asked a couple of uh, fighter pilots doing some training maneuvers to change course and check it out uh, those fighter pilots then encountered the object which was described as sort of a weird tic-tac-toe shaped object that was flying at incredible speeds uh, as a mysterious turbulent area of water below was thrashing around one of those pilots his name is commander david fravor f-r-a-v-o-r favor if well, there's no r in there 
Fravor? Does that sound right? Yeah, sure. Right, we'll go with that. He said in a podcast recently, because by the way, all the best news is broke in podcasts. He was on the Fighter Pilot podcast, and he said that a bunch of the video that he took, that the ship took, most of the video that hasn't been shared publicly that he thought was rather significant, gone. All of it's missing. Hmm. Uh, he's quoted as saying that not only did he double, you know, back up all his videos when he was submitting them, he actually took a bunch of notes and stuff, and other people had a bunch of, of log entries about this, and all of it is just gotten. Uh, he said we copied and tape, uh, copied the tapes and wrapped them up and stuff like that and put them in a specific space, and every single bit of proof that they had beyond what's already out there is 100% missing. So, conspiracy? Does this sound like a conspiracy? Are aliens real, and does the government know and we don't? No, you still don't I'm care. Still, no, still Neil doesn't. On the fence. This know. is not enough. It went missing. Who stole it, Neil? Yeah, You're a newsman. That's gonna. I'm, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it was aliens though. Well, I'm not saying it's aliens. I mean, if they have the technology, well, sure. But I don't. I don't think aliens stole the video. Here. Well, you never know. If they're flying around, they don't seem to be hiding themselves. That's true. Okay. Can you go report on this? Can we send you? <laughs> do we have the funds at WJBC to send you to San Diego? To check all this stuff out. I would love to go to San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Well, you have to do reporting there. You well, can't just fine. hang out. Oh, no. I would, I would love to do reporting there. It's a little bit warmer than I'm is it? sure than it is just here. A, yeah. Just a tad bit? Just a tad. Okay. But well, you can't bring, like, the, the misses. You can't, uh, you can't bring a bathing can't bring suit. bring golf clubs with. Or... You can't do any. you got to uh, report. you okay. got to be on the scene. Well, that's still fine. Okay. All right. Good. Well, we're, I'm sending you. I've approved the trip. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know what else anybody else is going to say. But how can the, the video go missing from the ship? How can I, or do you think that this is just like a guy on a podcast saying something that maybe he, it's not 100% true? Well, that could always be an option, but I, yeah, I don't know. It's, He's a Navy a, pilot. I don't think he'd lie. You would hope not. But, right. Eh. Yeah, okay. Okay. I think aliens might be real now, and I'm usually one to, to belittle that I idea. Say, I was going to say, yeah, I didn't think you were on that bandwagon. Well, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe right. in a lot of things, um, although there's a bunch of... Planets out there, like really far away from us, they're they're in Goldilocks systems. Have you ever heard that term? I have, yes. Okay, Goldilocks for anyone that hasn't, unlike Neil, means that it's an area where we can see that all the qualities for life, all the necessary components are there. It's close enough to a star. It it seems like it could have all the factors that we have here. We just can't analyze it any more than that because they're really far away. In those places, it makes sense that there's like other people like us just hanging out. There's a bizarro world where you're the host of this show, I'm the news guy, and you make fun of me all the time, right? That's out there. That's on some other uh, planet, I think. But I don't know if they're flying here in tic-tac-toe spaceships. Maybe it was idiots like us that were flying this ship. Well, that that could be true. Right, yeah. Who do you think, if you or I were to pick, who's the pilot? Uh, I'm not the pilot. You're not? Oh, I was leaning you heavily. So neither one of us is flying a plane? I don't think I am. That's not good. I was really trusting you to do that. Have you seen how I host a radio show? You want me behind the controls of a plane? I trust you. Okay. That sounds real good. I think that's a mistake. i got to take a break, and I'll tell you why that's a huge mistake off the air. I'm Craig Collins. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It is right now 31 in Bloomington. I'm on the air for another hour and a half or so. Coach's show comes up after me. How do you prepare for cold weather? Do you have any tricks to prepare for it? Since we don't have a fall season this year, by the way, we went right from, you know, summer to <laughs> amazingly terrible winter, snowing on Halloween, et cetera, and now it's 31 degrees, 32 degrees outside. 
Uh, I have some tricks if you need some for really good ways to prepare your body for the cold. Um, and the first one is one that I don't like myself, but it makes sense. Um, this is the fast way. It's not the really fast way to prepare yourself, but if you wake up in the morning, look at the temperature outside and think that it's going to be terrible, um, you could just get your body used to the cold. How you do that is like you don't, you know, put on all the things right away. Maybe you, you, you know, stay in the colder temperature. You don't jack the heat up when you wake up, those kind of things. You let your body adjust slowly by just being in cold more. And the longer you do this, the more often you do this, maybe wear light jackets when you go outside uh, in this time of the year. Your body apparently will adjust. You'll have more of a tolerance to it. Because we all know that guy. You all have that one friend who doesn't wear any jackets all year long. He goes outside all the time in the cutoff T-shirt and just doesn't seem to care what temperature it is. Uh, and that guy, I think, is probably still alive and not sick. Uh, the guy that I'm thinking of that I know, but you probably know one too. Uh, that's the fast way to prepare yourself for cold temperatures. Do you want to know what the really fast way is? First thing in the morning, when you wake up, take a cold shower. A cold, cold shower. Then you can prepare like normal for your day, and by the time you get outside, your body still won't have completely adjusted to the fact that you took that really cold shower when you woke up. So you'll be fine on your trip to work. Uh, you think we can do these things? Neil, can you do one of these two things? Cold shower, no. You don't think so? Tomorrow I, morning? No. Okay. Uh, nope, not happening. But I know the guy, too. Yeah, wear shorts. Well, yeah. like Scott Miller loves wearing shorts, though. Although oh, yeah, you're wearing right. pants the last week or so. But there's, yeah, there's always the guy that rocks shorts when it's still snow, and it's like, mm -hmm. really? I he's got know. the sandals, the shorts. He's got, <laughs> yeah. like, the sun cre cream on still. He right. thinks that he's at a beach somewhere, mm -hmm. and it's, it's 15 degrees and <laughs> snowing everywhere. Yeah, I know that guy. Um, dating in 2019 seems difficult. It seems like there's a lot of challenges. I've been married for a little while. My anniversary is actually coming up later this year, so uh, maybe I just don't get it. But there's a there's a substantial amount of problems. Um, I have a story about T.I. that I, I talked about yesterday, and I have some reactions. Uh, but I'm going to get to that second because I want to talk about this first. Uh, a 23-year-old woman uh, in Scotland, her name is Rachel, was on social media. She was on the Facebook, and she got a message from some dude. And the message simply said, hey, did you hear about my granddad, question mark? And she, uh, confused, said, what? She doesn't know this person. They're not friends on social media, but she's still, I mean, that's an interesting message to get randomly, so I guess that's the reaction you have to it. Uh, by the way, she shared all this on Twitter, and people, it's gone viral. People had strong reactions. His response to what was, sorry, wrong person, meant to text a girl I went to school with, but I clicked on you by accident, not thinking straight as my granddad has just passed away. Sorry. And that, if it were true, would just be a terrible, awful story. But then he did the one thing you could possibly do to make you doubt every aspect of him being accidentally in contact with her. He goes, oh, wait, you were lovely, though. You single? He literally texted her at the end of that conversation without her responding again. You up, pretty much. He asked, are you single? to which she blocked him and then shared it on social media. But this is now, people are making a lot of fun of this as the new pickup move of 2019. Randomly message a stranger on social media, pretend to be going through something difficult, and then kind of hit on them. This is a, a bold, bold move. I don't know why he thought this would work. I, I pray to God it hasn't worked uh, with anyone else, but it it's all seems to be like a fake move. Uh, are you surprised by this move, Neil? No, I've I've seen like on. What are you? What do you mean? No, 
I'm not surprised. People do this all. It's so weird. People do the weirdest things now. It's like on Twitter. You, I'll I'll just be scrolling through Twitter and you see like people who well, they'll like cross out the person's name. Yep. They like send them something on you know Tinder or <laughs> whatever it might be. And yes. I mean, there's just some of the messages some people send are just to people they don't know or well, just crazy. I and mean, it's, it's just right like stuff like I mean, it's not like anything terrible but right they just try this to is kind of uh, this is a uh, but it, you're right uh you see this all the time on social media people sharing these things so i don't know why this guy would think that he could get away with faking somebody's death and then pretending uh, that he was trying to connect with a friend and then being like wait a minute though hey you're kind of cute uh, what are you up to i don't get it that's <laughs> i personally would not do that but that's... i just i i do i i find it funny um in his thought process like i want to know was he out late at night with a couple of his buddies and he's like, man, I want to, you know, connect with this girl on Facebook. And then this is the idea they come up with as a group. Like, is this how you get to the point to say, you know, what would be a good way to pick her up? Pretend you're going through something terrible and that you accidentally messaged her and then be like, but lady, you're pretty cute. Yeah, that's kind of taking it to a little bit of a different level. Yes. Well, I mean, it's still along the same premise of like sending somebody some type of off message and then saying, oh, by the way, you know. Right. I mean, I oh, see, yeah, no, but... any accident, for sure, any accident is like a 2019 move oh, to yeah. slide into the DMs. But I don't think you fake a grandfather's no, death. that's kind of taking it. I don't it... think that's the right. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he was looking for someone to be consoling, someone to, you know, care about him emotionally that doesn't know him. And I guess that's the approach him and his buddies came up with at a bar because that's the only way that that happened. This guy doesn't, you know, come up with this all alone. Or maybe uh, maybe he never, does. Okay. Okay, maybe he does. Okay. Now I know what this guy looks like, and I know he hang, he spends all his time in the basement. Uh, the T.I. story I told yesterday, I don't really want to tell it again, but uh, just assume that the end result of a podcast appearance by rapper T.I., um, he, he kind of revealed that he's a crazy parent of his 18-year-old daughter, certainly way, way above anything appropriate, and a bunch of celebrities have weighed in over the course of the last 24 hours about this. Chrissy Teigen tweeted at him that he definitely did not think they would be talking about this kind of thing today. Um, uh, Iggy Azalea tweeted, Really, I wish the woman who inter- the women who interviewed T.I. had said something to him immediately. He has serious control issues with women of all types of aspects in his life. Um, a celebrity chef uh, said that the double standard of the patriarchy is truly insane. Young women are fully capable of making this. See, this isn't fair, though. This isn't because it's not all of us. This is one insane dude. You can't blame all dudes. She goes on to say young women are fully capable of making their own decisions about their bodies. Uh, Actress Ellen Barkin said, I have bad news for T.I. I assume that means that what he's trying to control in his daughter might not be, you know, uh, going well. And then even celebrity doctors tweeted things like what T.I. was worried about isn't even a good indicator of, you know, what he I'm not explaining it kind of on purpose and i know that's probably confusing to anyone that didn't hear this yesterday essentially he brings his daughter to the doctor he'd done it for years to make sure that she hadn't engaged in anything he didn't want her to engage in and it's just a it's crazy it's insane that you would talk about this at all on a podcast and then like is he out i know that we unperson people in 2019 we eliminate them for very bad usually you know other things is this enough to be out can he be unfamous now Mm. Do we remove him from society? I'm sure he's going to have uh, some decrease in followers on social media. You know all that. I yeah. don't. I don't know if he gets ousted, but okay. it's definitely not. It doesn't look good. No one. For, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the news update from Neil. Mm-hmm. The the career prospects moving forward for Ti. How do they look? 
Uh, not great. Not great. All right. I got one more thing, and then I got to take a break here. Uh, we have Cody coming up from the Curiosity Daily podcast at 5 o'clock. He's going to be talking about babies because apparently that's one of the big things they cover on that show. Uh, they give you interesting facts every single day. It's a Westwood One podcast. We like Westwood One podcast, so we'll talk to Cody in about 15, 13 minutes. Uh, we probably won't talk about T.I. A bunch of wrestlers got stuck in Saudi Arabia. A bunch of WWE SmackDown wrestlers were on a plane uh, <laughs> with the kingdom of, of Saudi Arabia, you know, I guess supposed to allow them to take off, and then randomly they didn't. Uh, it's a surreal story. I can get to a lot more of it after this quick break, but I guess there was some sort of fight about, you know, how much the the company was doing to promote things in that certain country that I don't know how you'd handle this. You're on a plane, you're trying to leave, you got other stuff to do, you're a famous wrestler, and you're like, wait a minute, the government doesn't want us to take off because they're they're mad? This is really not good. Just a few more minutes on the Craig Collins Show, and then we got a news update for you. These wrestlers were held up in Saudi Arabia. These are WWE wrestlers that had an event uh, Thursday night of last week, and then they had a another SmackDown event in Buffalo, New York, that they were trying to get to uh, Friday, they completely missed. They, they're all back home now, by the way. The spoiler alert to the story is they've all been freed. Um, but the plane was delayed for unknown reasons. They couldn't tell the 175 employees who were on the plane why they weren't capable of taking off for hours. They all missed the show the next day. And multiple people have come out and said to uh, wrestling reporters, I don't know if you're into wrestling. I, I'm not, but this is interesting. I'm sure anyone that's into wrestling would be even more interested Multiple wrestlers on the flight said it felt like a hostage situation and a power play move by Saudi Arabia. I cannot imagine this. I can't fathom what it would be like to be sitting on a plane and then all of a sudden feel like you're you're part of 175 hostages. I mean, what do you say? And they're wrestlers, too. So, you know, these are not the kind of guys you want to. They, they'd be making crazy videos. I, there should be a bunch of, like, angry videos now posted on social media where they're going to give the people's elbow to Saudi Arabia. Um, but, yeah, that's a real story in the news. 175 WWE employees were held hostage for a day uh, in their opinions. I guess we're no confirmed reasons still given for that. Uh, what are the, test ben, the 10 best cities for Thanksgiving based on cost? travel and how thankful people are i like that last aspect that we wonder you know are these people thankful enough to be one of the 10 best cities uh, those cities are st paul scottsdale arizona virginia beach orlando denver louisville kentucky uh, raleigh north carolina uh, irvine in california and norfolk in virginia uh, none of those sound terribly close to here do we have to move to be more thankful is I that, was just in St. Paul, not to, like I, I think I said yesterday, I was in St. Yeah. Paul, Minneapolis, first time a couple of weeks ago. I loved St. Paul. Were they that thankful there? Very nice people okay. up there. Yeah. Did they seem like the kind of people that would make Thanksgiving cheap and they'd allow you to travel pretty easily and they'd tell you great job a whole bunch? Uh, yeah, I kind of okay. get that vibe from them. Yeah. So would you rather do Thanksgiving there than here? Are you packing up? Are you going? Uh, no, right. I, I'll probably stay here. But, all right, well, yeah. that's fine. Uh, apparently the le- worst places to go are also mostly in California. Is that surprising that of the 100 cities that they looked at, a bunch on the lower end of the list are places in California? Nah, doesn't surprise They me. don't seem like thankful people. No. Well, no. Uh, Chicago doesn't seem to be mentioned on this list at all. Cleveland is one of the least thankful places. That's just because they don't win anything. That makes sense. <laughs> They're not good at winning stuff, and LeBron leaves so, so often. Um, okay, yeah. The 10 cities where people are most... How do you even go through this? How do you actually determine this? 
I would, yeah, there's got to be some type of some type of criteria they looked at. Some tr- type of completely unreliable scientific <laughs> yeah, data? Because right. there's no way, you know, like you pull a random hundred people, you're, you can't actually assess how many people are thankful. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, do you know how to deal with smartphone stress? No. You know how to deal with it? You put it down. That's one oh. of the things. No, that's oh. fine. You don't have to do that. There's a lot of other things you can do. Uh, but actually, Cody, who's coming up in about nine minutes, will tell you that smartphones make us stressed even when we don't use them. Just the idea that you have one around you, like the information that it's contain- that's contained in it or the amount of things you're being left out of if you're not getting contacted enough on it can give you stress even if it's not something you're currently looking at. Is that surprising? No, that doesn't surprise me at all. Do you feel stressed sometimes when the phone is just sitting around you? Um, I maybe sometimes, yeah. I know I, that you love the the smartphone. You and uh, you and actually Blake both. You text very late in the night. I think he told me yeah, every him night. And I text each other. Yeah. Okay, are you uh, texting now? You and Blake? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, four tips to to cut down on your screen time. Use Apple's new Screen Time or Android's Action Dash app. These tell you how much time you're spending on your phone. And actually, uh, Apple does it every week. So on, I think Monday morning, I get a text from Apple telling me how I did each week, and it's sort of depressing. But if you want to cut down more on on your smartphone use and deal with that stress a little bit better, just do that. Uh, Turn off all of the apps that give you notifications. This is kind of a good idea. So don't turn off your phone and don't turn off all your apps, but maybe for a few hours just ice all your notifications completely out and assume that nothing terrible is going to happen. And apparently this can reduce the amount of stress we feel because there's a sense of freedom there without being completely disconnected. Would you do that? And the notifications are what, are what get you, I feel like. I know. You, I mean, all those things popping up, it just makes you go to your phone. But I, I do wonder, because you know we would feel too disconnected if we turned it all the way off, is that a solution enough would to that, just turn off the notifications? Would, would that just cause more stress, I wonder? I don't know. Well, that's well, Cody's going to tell us it probably would. Um, and you can also turn off some of those push and fetch data options that are on phones, or maybe just completely uh, digitally declutter for a little while and do what I I talk about doing, you know, walk away from the phone, leave the phone alone, and unsubscribe to a bunch more things, because phones are really, really stressful. All right, we got to take a break. we got a lot coming up. Feel good about the Taylor Swift there, Cody? I love the Taylor Swift. That's good. I love the Taylor Swift. Do you actually mean that? Do you actually love the Taylor Swift? Um, she's fine. I have nothing against her. Okay. All right. You are on the air. That is Cody. You are the co-host of the Curiosity Daily Podcast. It is a Westwood One podcast. We like you guys. Um, and every day you give mm-hmm. people things that make them smarter. Um, I do have a question, though, right out of the gate, because uh, listening to you guys the last few days, and then actually I talked to you, I think, uh, was it uh, last Monday? You guys do a lot of baby yeah. topics. Is there is there like a, a a fascination with babies? One of the two of you, Ashley, love babies. Do you love babies? What's going on with with baby topics in the Curiosity Daily Show? It's so funny you say that. We literally had that conversation two days ago when we recorded. Okay. Um, no, I mean you you know we cover stuff from all around science, right? Like science of animals, science of you know psychology, why you do what you do, uh, space, black holes, and we just completely coincidentally happened to do two stories about babies in the same week and it was just the weirdest thing ever um and and i yeah we neither of us even noticed it i just 
we are, you know, we're a daily show, so yeah. you know how it is here on the radio. Every I get day. it. Hey, uh, you're you're going through a lot of stories. You're going through them real fast. You're picking stuff, and what you know, podcasts are pre-recorded, so we got to do all this stuff way ahead of time. Yes, and uh, yeah, there you go. But but no, neither of us, to my knowledge, okay. are there's no are, baby uh, fever, on the baby train. Okay, there's no mm-hmm. like you don't uh, really no. want a kid sometime soon. That's not something you're hoping for. You're newly married a couple years ago. Are you are you guys hopefully having a baby soon? Maybe somebody's pregnant. Maybe that's what it is. You sound way too excited about that, Craig. Is I would. I, I can't wait. I would be so happy if you have offspring. I would love to hang out with them. I want to bring them to the park. I would have such a good time with your kids. What are you talking about? That'd be great because I have no uh-huh. babies. I know. I I know what you're doing, Craig. What's you, that? You're just trying to get in so that I name the kid Craig. <laughs> and uh, and yes. I don't blame you. Yes. But but you know I, I don't know if that's on our short list. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it can work in there. Like, think about it. There's so many fun nicknames, Craigers, Craigery. It's just, it's out there, Cody. Um, a couple of the stories you did the past three days, babies' heads all smelled different. That can't be true. They all smell the same. Evidently not. So I, I'm never around newborn babies, so I can't, I have no anecdotal evidence to really back this up. But evidently, researchers, uh, Ran some tests and found that the babies basically produce a distinct smell out of their heads. So the next time you're around a newborn, go ahead and smell it. Well, people uh, love we to do that. Some to do with. Uh, well, I, I guess they do. Like I said, I, I mean, I think the the youngest baby I've been around in the last two years is like six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is not sure. a baby. I'm pretty sure that's not a yeah, baby. Yeah, I don't think that's. I don't <laughs> think a six year old would appreciate if you like sniffed their head. That's we're going into a weird direction. That you also talked about how babies laugh. There's something interesting about that. Yeah, babies, it's weird. When we're born, we actually laugh on the inhale and the exhale. Okay. But then as we get older, we can only laugh on the exhale. So, I mean, if you want to try to laugh on the inhale, go ahead, but you, you kind of can't. Okay. And uh, science, this is the first time scientists have looked into this. They have no idea why that is. They don't know why it changes as we get older either, but if you know that there's something distinct about a baby's laugh. So, like, if you're trying to woo some ladies and you can figure out how to inward laugh, babies will find you more adorable. I don't know. There's your, there's your dating tip for the show. That, that's great. I'm going to take a break real quick because your phone is going in and out, Cody, and I, I think you were either attacked by a monster or some sort of robot. I'm going to give it a second. We'll be back with more Craig Collins Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Craig Collins Show. I think we fixed some of our technical issues. Cody, are you there? I hope so. Yeah, it sounds like you're there. All right, Cody Goff, you are the host of the Curiosity Daily Podcast, a co-host with Ashley Hammer. You guys give us facts that make us smarter. Hammer? She's a hammer. Her name's Hammer. She's going to punch me in the face if I don't correct you. It's spelled Hammer, man. I'm uh, I'm not calling her Hammer. It's H-A-M-M-E-R, right? It's Hammer. There's actually only one M. Uh, and uh, no, I see. I'm just I'm making it up as okay. Fine, she's Ashley Hamer, I guess. She'd be better as Hammer. Um, uh, real quick, just to let you know before you tell me some more things that'll make me smarter. Craig is the 69th most popular name in the United States. It means rock. It's a very emotional name for people in some areas. So it would be a really good name for a kid if you named a kid Craig. If you're having one, if that's happening sometime no. soon, because of your obsession Problem with babies. Is you're in- Problem is, you're in the top 200, and my wife's a bit of a hipster in a good way, so just way too popular, Craig, way too popular. Okay, I'm okay with you guys adjusting it, like adding stuff to it to make it totally unique. Craig Stir is a fine name. Craig Stir Goff would be an amazing name for a child. Um, five drugs that were once medicines. Go. 
oh man, am I going to be able to remember them all? We'll see. Quaaludes used to be sold. Uh, I don't remember why it was like an anesthetic. Heroin wow. initially was an anesthetic. Wow. And that was you could, like heroin was a brand name you could buy like at the drugstore. Uh, cocaine definitely was legal around the turn of the century. Also, yes, cocaine did used to be an ingredient in Coca-Cola. That's not an urban legend. That's real. Uh, the cocaine, heroin, quaaludes, MDMA. When MDMA was first released, uh, that was actually available, which I didn't realize, which is <laughs> fun. Um, of course, then it was made illegal. Now it's being approved for many clinical trials, especially the treat, uh, PTSD. Um and the other one is going to escape me. You got me. That's fine. I just don't remember. Well, you did ask me before you did this interview if I could tell you uh, what we're going to talk about, and I refused to do it. I don't know why I did that. Now I feel bad. Um, one more, <laughs> one more, and I teased this earlier in the show, so this is the one I most want to hear about, and this is one that I think maybe we need. I, I really teased this like 45 minutes ago, so you're finally paying it off. How do smartphones make us dumb even when they're off, Cody? This is such a crazy thing. They, they, they just, like, psychologically, we, um, so they, they ran some tests, basically. They had a bunch of college students perform some really, like, basic tests in a room, right? And then they split up the college students into three groups. Some of the college students had their smartphone in their pocket, some had their smartphone on their desk, and some had their smartphone in the next room. And the further away physically the smartphones were from the person, the better they performed. So even when you're not checking your phone, even when you're just near it, it can distract you. And, he, and get, here's the crazy part. Uh, they did the test again, and they ran a series of tests where the phones were turned off, and it made no difference whatsoever. Like, no difference. Wow. As in, still, the further away it was, the better. So, like, if you think about it, like, try this for yourself. Just when you get home, let's say if you get home, your routine is to, like, talk to your spouse. Uh, or maybe you like um, you go in and meet people out, you know, meet friends out or something. Leave your phone off or like far. Uh, sorry, leave, leaving your phone off won't make a difference. Leave your phone far away from you, or uh, or leave it in your car. Let's say if you're going out with friends, or um, you know, just put your phone in your bedroom and then go in your living room and talk to your spouse. See if it makes a difference. It literally might help you concentrate better because even if you're not expecting a call, even if your phone's on silent, like smartphones really can mess with your cognitive performance. Um, and this is just some of a just a massive body of research that's been coming out just nonstop about like how horribly addictive our phones are and how notifications can uh-huh. distract us, and uh-huh. it's really taking a cognitive toll. So okay, how do you, how yeah. about smart watches? How about the fact that no, I'm wearing an Apple Watch right now? Does that hurt my chances? I can leave my phone anywhere. I'm connected via the watch. Sound good? That's actually a really good question. And um, so the thing with a lot of this research, you know, like most research studies they take a while to actually perform, get the, uh, you know, get the funding for. And then once they are performed, like they've got to crunch all the data, do all the results, make sure everything is, you know, up to snuff with, with research standards and then get peer reviewed. So like the process of even getting anything published could take at least a couple of years. Okay. And smartwatches are such a new thing, such a new phenomenon that, uh, and also just, it's hard to create conditions in a controlled environment where you're able to study people with smartwatches since they're less accessible than smartphones. Um, like if I'm recruiting 200 people for a study on smartphones, I can just say, hey, come bring your smartphone. But smartwatches are a little tougher. 
So I, I imagine there's going to be research coming out in the future. I like, but in terms I, of like an existing body of research on, on how it translates, you know. That was the most scientific answer to a question you've <laughs> ever knowledge. given. Because, uh, by the way, Cody, if phones are terrible, then the, I can do this the, the whole research for everybody. This is probably awful for me. This is probably nothing about this is good and healthy. It's probably damaging my brain currently. I don't think we need to dive deep into this research. But that was a great scientific answer to my question. Mm-hmm. I'm now impressed more with your, your science skills. How long have you been with Curiosity now at this point? Curiosity, like two and a half years, and I have zero science background. Um, I didn't even have a particularly any interest in science at all before I joined the company. Like, really, I'm 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 like a like you know, sit me down and give me some free time. I'm like reading Lord of the Rings or playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, I'm like a nerdy gamer, humanities like Star Trek: The Next Generation. I, well, I guess. I guess I've always liked Star Trek to the next generation. Yeah, that sounded, that sounded super nerdy. I guess that's my gateway drug. Yeah, I think that's how you got in. All right, I have one more question for you, and then i got to take a break. Uh, and this question I'm going to talk about more with the listeners in the next half hour. I hope some call in. But I'm curious, Cody, what you think. Did you see what I did there? I'm curious, Cody. Should pets, uh, I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should pets have a middle name, yes or no? I killed him. I think Cody died. He's no. You there always you do this to me. I'm just what? curious. I'm. I'm oh, wait. You here, know. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. Oh, only only if the middle name is Craig. <laughs> that is right. Actually, can we How do it? The Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Can that all be the middle name? Because I need the branding out there. I'm a new show. I need people to be familiar with me. That would be great. If just one person, if one person in the that world can... will name their, will give the middle name the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I, I will figure out some amazing prize. I will do everything I can for the prize to be incredible because I just want to meet, like, Aiden, the Craig Colony Show, and WJBC Smith. That guy would be the best guy ever. I'm so excited about this idea. Name your kid, name that a sounds, pet. That sounds great. Okay. You're, you're very supportive. As a scientific guy, you are incredibly supportive, and we all know that's a terrible idea. i got to take a break. Uh, Cody, what's your middle name? Don't want to answer. Oh, we'll never know. Play the fifth. Listen to Curiosity Daily to find out. You'll have to listen then. Okay, I can't wait to hear more from Ashley Hammer. She's so good. Ashley Hammer's great in that. This is Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Uh, Just a little bit more for me, another 12 minutes or so, 11 minutes, and then we've got the Coaches Show. Uh, This half hour of the show is sponsored by Indeed.com. Indeed used by over 3 million businesses for hiring where business uh, owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. A downtown Las Vegas vending machine is selling art. It's kind of interesting, the stuff that we put in vending machines now. Like, we're changing. That's a a new game. Like, what goes in a vending machine, and will it be popular? Um, So downtown uh, Las Vegas... They're selling little art pieces that range from $5 to $25. It's a gimmick that's supposed to, you know, spread a little bit more awareness to the Arts Factory, which is a location in, in Las Vegas. But they said the Gallery to Go is a refurbished snack machine that they hope sells out. Um, if you brought an art piece home to the Mrs. Neal, uh, to the girlfriend, and you said it was from a vending machine, how would she react? I think she would be more shocked, but then if it was a cool piece of art, I think she would just be like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. You think you would prominently display it, like get it all, you know, fancy and, and nice and put it up in the living room? If it was a cool piece, sure. You don't care? The $5 vending machine piece? I mean, if it's 
if it's cool, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'll tell you what, you know, Scott Miller, when we first moved into our new house, he's very nice, got us a little housewarming gift, and it was something he got at a garage sale for, I'm sure, a good <laughs> price, but it was a really cool, it's it's hanging up, it's like in our kitchen, and it's pretty cool. Right. Looking, you know, so. that's an interesting connection, actually, the garage sale to the vending machine. I think there's a new well, avenue for Scott Miller here to do like all the weird vending machines of the world and find those really great pieces in them. Yeah, I mean, for five, if this vending machine, it's claiming it's five dollars i mean five I'm to twenty five you're five gonna, to twenty five you can okay. get the upscale twenty five dollar piece out of the vending machine and it's totally different probably by the the well-known <laughs> artists um a kingsford man this is in michigan decided to repurpose his pumpkins uh, he had a 900 pound pumpkin and we talked uh, right after halloween about ways that you can get rid of uh, said pumpkins he turned it into a boat uh, his name is cole smith he made a promise to people that he'd cut the pumpkin in half and try to sail it around rock lake near iron mountain out there and apparently he used a chainsaw, figured the whole thing out, and now he rides around with his friends uh, going fishing in a 900-pound half pumpkin. That's an awesome reuse of the pumpkin. Maybe we can do more of this. I don't know if we can all get 900-pound pumpkins. Maybe if you put enough little ones together, you think you could fashion a boat from little pieces of pumpkin? I have one uh, one leftover pumpkin in my house. Okay, I, so we're going to build one. Yeah, just WJBC one. is going to build a pump, uh, build a boat out of pumpkins. Everybody bring them in. I'm going to figure it out. I don't know how it's going to work. It's certainly going to be the Craig Collins boat because it's got to be branding is important. Yeah, I'll but, carve it in on the side. Yeah. But then we got, I got to make sure I don't carve it too, too low because then I don't Then it it'll be in the water. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I like how that's your only problem with this plan. You're like, where we carve the name is way more important than whether or not we can actually make a boat out of pumpkins and it'll float. And you're right about that. I mean, we've got to really plan that. Maybe a flag? Maybe you don't sure. do. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'm just on the boat at all times holding the flag. Maybe that's how I promote the show. Is there a nice area of water I could ride a boat in? Yeah, you go to Lake Bloomington. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Lake Bloomington, pumpkin boat, Craig yeah. Collins, this Saturday, meet <laughs> me for two hours. I'm catching fish and I'm promoting the radio station. That sounds like a winner. I like how I throw these ideas out all the time on the air and not one of them is even remotely checked. By the people, is that that's not okay? Is that okay? No, I like we got to come up with ideas. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, this is as good a place as any to yeah. brainstorm things. So, if people, if if management is listening and you like the idea of Craig Collins on Lake Bloomington in a pumpkin boat, I'm game. All right, I got to take another break. We got a few more commercials here. We got the coaches show coming up. Um, they're going to be indoors, of course. Although I might be outdoors in my pumpkin boat. I don't know. I I got three more minutes and I'm out of here. And then it's time for the coaches show. I want to ask you, though, are you super busy or are you just uh, super disorganized? Which one do you think it is? Are you a super busy person who has everything in the right order and every time someone asks you to do something, you just can't fit it in? Or are you the kind of person that maybe, you know, uh, loses track of all the things you have to do and when you say no to a task, it might be because you're not really sure exactly where you are in all the things you're already asking to, uh, to do. Apparently, a lot of people are super disorganized and not super busy. Maybe next time you ask a friend if they're too busy to do something, uh, you can just wonder if they have everything set up. Are you super organized or super busy there, Neil? I would probably say a little bit, probably more unorganized at times okay. than I than I should be. But yeah, I would. I don't. I don't want to lie. I mean, I don't. I mean, yes, I am busy at times, but I would feel like sometimes I'm a little bit. Yeah, a little you know, less busy. Little well, little, yeah. It's the amount of clutter apparently that that makes us feel like we're too busy to handle anything. If you're the kind of person that leaves a lot of stuff around or if you you know just have a lot of things in your to-do list that don't go get off that list then when you glance over at things you're the kind of person that thinks that you're you're busy all the time so this article is just telling you that the best you can 
um, try to declutter as many things as possible and then see if you have time for a bunch more stuff. Maybe that's why Blake the Flake flakes so much, right? Yeah, he does like the flake. Yeah, does he seem like he's a super organized man? It, I think if he was more organized, he would, yeah, I there think that would help him. There we go. I okay. mean, he is busy. I give him that. No, I know. He's, he's in grad lot. school. He's, he's getting his master's. Lot, but He's got a lot going on. Maybe if he was a little mm-hmm. more organized, too, that would yeah, help. That's true. All right. Uh, one last story for you guys, and then i got to get out of here. A 101-year-old woman is in the news. Uh, she's 101 years old. Her name is Bertha Vickers. Uh, she's from Mississippi. The reason she's in the news is because she still likes to hunt. She's the kind of person that still goes out on the blind every single weekend. She apparently recently uh, hit two deer at the same time while hunting. So she's she's actually also like setting records and, and having amazing achievements. But her name is Bertha, which is kind of cool because it sounds like a, a tough person's name. She was born on January 9, 1918. She remembers the Model T Ford and Woodrow Wilson. She, uh, yeah. She's 101 years old. How would you feel if your like great grandma was still out there hunting every weekend and got two deers? Hit two deer at the same time. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. One shot. I don't even think I could fire. She a didn't gun. even care. Bertha was asked about it. She's like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna be out here again next weekend, just trying to figure it out. How many times do you think she's done that though? I, I mean, probably well, a bunch. Oh yeah. I mean, are it's you kidding? Just you know, another weekend. Bertha might have killed one by hand.